Hey guys, it's Brianna, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Christina. Hi, everyone. And you are listening to Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. Listen as we discuss all of the alliances, backdoors, and twists you love to watch. Christina, I have a very hard-hitting question to start off the um, episode this week. Lay it on me. Have you ever used a bidet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I say I have. I was cracking up when, I think it was Cody went in to the bathroom after Enzo. And he was like, Enzo, there's water on the door. Yeah, it was literally like everywhere. He said, What did he say? He said it looked like someone like just, I don't even know what. Pissed everywhere. I don't know. Yeah. I guess he stood up too soon and um, it shot up. I've never used one either, but supposedly <laughs> they're very powerful. And Enzo was like- They have all settings and stuff. Yeah, Enzo was like, I got stage fright and I like stood up too early and it started shooting everywhere. Having a bidet is like the most bougie thing I've had. This is a big deal for some of us folks that have never had this. Oh, come on. What is it? Rick? The floor is soaked. That's the spritz, that's the spritzer water. That's the spritzer water. It's spritzer water doing on the toilet seat. Yo, cause I got up before it finished. Yo, it got too hot, I heard. Yo. Are you serious? I had to get up. Then wipe the seat down that's afterwards. Spritz, that's spritzer water. Then wipe it down afterwards. Yo, I'm just learning that. Yo. To clarify, there was no pee pee. It was the spritzer, it was very hot. So I jumped up and the little spritzer ricochet got me in the face and it went on the floor. My ass got all wet. <laughs> I've never used a bidet. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm doing with, where I'm from, we ain't got that. You know what I mean? So Cody should chill out, yo. You don't wipe down before you sit down? You just sit no, down? No, cause I, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. It was all over the floor, all over the door, all over the seat and he just walked out of the bathroom. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't imagine though like, if you see that, that it happened, he just left it. Yeah. He didn't clean it. Right. I'm you like, think oh, he would man. just like at least grab like a tissue or something and try to like wipe it up. Imagine out. walking in there and being like, oh my God. Ooh, what's that shower in the bidet? Yeah. <laughs> like Yikes. what? I also think it's funny that like for all stars, they were like, hmm, what upgrades can we do to the house? I know. Let's get a bidet. Like, whose idea was that? Yeah, right. Like, it's so random. They should still do the, um, remember back in like BB2 and all that, like when mm -hmm. like America votes for them to oh get God, something, yeah. they should still do that. Imagine yeah. if the day was on there, I would have laughed. I know. Well, new it was grass. usually, I think it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bunky asked for new grass, <laughs> but they ended up getting a trampoline. They were like, Bunky, if we end up with new grass, we're going to kill you. Like we're going to shave your, your chest or something. No, then they got a toaster. <laughs> mm -hmm. Bunky's was the toaster, I think. That was funny. Hard-hitting stuff here in the BB house. Right? It's all that matters. Something else that was uh, a little bit dramatic was the turning over of the have-nots. Yeah. So Very dramatic. So dramatic. I think Nicole thought she was, like, being so sly, even though if you watched feeds, you would know that she, like pondered and schemed and planned what she was going to say ahead of time, even though like it wasn't even that great. Well, I think you kind of have to think about what you say most of the time, because you know how people take things the wrong way. And I think- But she I did think, it on purpose so that Janelle would like be pissed. Oh, well, definitely. If you found out that someone was talking bad about you and 
hate apparently disliked you as much when you thought you were cool with them it's kind of like okay what the heck yeah so I mean I don't blame her for uh, nominating her but she could have just been like oh Janelle well I thought it was I mean I loved it I thought it was hilarious but it it just it just makes it like that much funnier when you know that like she practiced what she was gonna say because literally all she said was I'm gonna give it to someone who hasn't had it before and likes to talk about me and it's like it took you that long to come up with that I mean, I get it. I don't blame her for saying it, but like, I don't know. I think Nicole's one of those people where she doesn't want to come off mean, but she like wants to say what actually is true. She wants to give a little dig. She, yeah. She's like, hey, like kind of not calling her out, but being like, hey, I'm going to bring light to this. Like, what's your issue? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't blame her for wanting to know. And the worst part about it, though, was then like, I was like, okay, here comes the drama. Like, we're going to get so much like dramatic. They're going to fight and all this stuff. And then like, basically nothing. It was like 30 seconds of like, Knock it off. Like, bitch, please. And then that was it. I thought Nicole was going to get mad that she called her a bitch. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it seemed like she kind of just let it go or at least, like, didn't address it. Honestly, I don't think Nicole is very into, like, confrontation. No, definitely not. So I think that's why she practiced Mm -hmm. her thought about what she was going to say. Yeah. Because, like, I I understand. Like, she doesn't like confrontation. I don't like confrontation. Yes. I'd at least want to bring light to something and be like, hey, like, what's going on? I also think you live in the house with these people. You're playing a game, you know? Yeah. And I also think that like she was so excited to tell Janelle she was a have not for the week. Like she, she, was she was definitely waiting all week just to be like, I picked Janelle. <laughs> She's like, I have 10 seconds to shine. I'm going to use it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> my sc- I got to get my screen time. <laughs> um, the other people were David Kaser and Christmas. David gave his to Enzo. I think Enzo. He volunteered. volunteered. Yeah. And then Kaser gave his to Cody. Did Cody also volunteer? I think Cody he did volunteer. Have. He well when he was um, gonna pick him anyways, I think. Well, because no, at first Enzo, like, who was it that gave it to Enzo? Was it Kevin? Uh David gave it to Enzo. David. He was like, Does anyone want to volunteer? And it was like silent for a couple of seconds. And then Enzo said, I'll volunteer. Mm-hmm. But then right after who was I'm sorry, who was it Cody. that gave it to Cody? Kaser. Kaser. He was like um and then cody was like i'll volunteer like before he even like really said it he oh was yeah like, okay which uh, good for him i mean he's friends with cody i mean he's friends with enzo so like why not but i think that was very nice of him and cody's just a generally nice guy in my opinion yeah i don't mind cody and then christmas gave hers to bailey which i think they also talked about like ahead of time yeah. and it's all people who haven't had it yet so so and far they're fair. being fairly diplomatic about it yeah i think after this is gonna start not being fair <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, then we start to see like a little bit, a little bit of this alliance double dipping between Tyler, Danny, and Cody. Yeah. They have like two main alliances that they're a part of um, that have different people in them. So they have the Slick Six, which is the one with Enzo, Bailey, and Devon, and then they have that other alliance with Memphis, Christmas, and who am I forgetting? Memphis, Christmas, Nicole. And- yes. So I don't know. I feel like Tyler will probably be able to navigate this pretty well because he was able to do it for the most part his season. Yeah. Danny, I think, is going to end up getting herself in trouble. And we'll like talk a little bit more about some of the things she's been doing lately. But I was going to say, have you been noticing like what she's been doing? Oh, yeah. She's been like going around kind of. She even said like, I'm going to sprinkle here and there stuff about other people. So that Mm -hmm. way in the long term, I think she's going to get too caught up in that and she's not going to be able to handle it all. 
Yeah, they did forget little... what she said to certain people, and yeah, they did that gonna... little segment where she like threw people under the bus. And I have a list here somewhere of all of the people. Way too names. early to be doing that. Yeah, she threw out Enzo, Memphis, Davon, Bailey, and Tyler's names to different. That's all people. of her alliance members. And I'm like, basically. girlfriend, you just need to like keep it tight lipped because that's, she's yeah, gonna that's get like everyone but trouble. Cody, basically. Yeah. So I think Danny's probably gonna have the worst luck with this whole double dipping yeah. alliances thing, but we'll see what happens with her in the future. Yeah. So then we get to the safety suite, and we had a little bit of drama because Davon asked a lot of people to save her so that kind of like put her on a lot of people's radars and I almost felt like she screwed herself a little bit because I don't think she was she was a little bit um on people's radars prior to this but I think Tyler hearing her name coming out of a lot of people's mouths and just like everybody mentioning oh Davon wants me to save her at the safety suite got people talking about her a little bit more and she wasn't even like if you felt threatened that week, then totally do that. But I think she should have went like to Tyler she... first. Even if she just yeah, wanted it didn't the seem punishment. Like she even, to. If even if it's true that she just wanted the punishment, she should have went up to him mm-hmm. and said, hey, I just want a punishment. I've never gotten one. I feel safe with you or whatever. Because mm-hmm. then I think Tyler would have looked at that and maybe tried talking to her. Yeah. If she's... Then I think he wouldn't have been as like, oh, she doesn't trust me. Exactly. She might not be as devoted to this alliance as we think. You know? And had it come from her instead of like the house, everyone else being like, Hey, just so you know, Davon asked me, Hey, just so you know, Davon asked me like had, yeah. Had she given him a heads up? That's a good point. I feel like he probably would have been like, Oh yeah, she let me know. Like she really wants a punishment. She's never had one before. She wanted a little more screen screen time in the episode or something. Yeah. And it shows that she like cares about like, Hey, like I know you're HOH. You're supposedly in my alliance. I just want to let you know. Like she's also, it's showing that she cares about her alliance, not just, you know, yeah. I think Tyler's a very understanding person when it comes to like stuff anyways. Yeah, I agree. She just definitely didn't approach that correctly. So hopefully no. doesn't come back to bite her. She might not have thought of it that way, but it is it would have been a better idea in my opinion to go to Yeah, Tyler and when people are saying your name, regardless if it seems harmless or not, it's never a good thing. Right. It's like try to keep a low radar. I thought she was doing very good so far in the game. Yeah. Hopefully, um the hype around her dies down because I want her to stay for a while longer at least. So the competition itself was the safety vault one. And this one like gives me major Spy Kids vibes. And I know they did it, I think on like Celebrity Big Brother. I can't remember if they've done it other times, but I've always wanted to play this competition. It looks like so much fun. Yeah, I, I think this one seemed better than the last one. Like the the little lasers you like scooting around i'm like i would feel like such a little spy kid if i got to play in this con right like i feel like i would do terrible at it but i'd have fun doing it right it looked like so much fun like i saw nicole doing it i was like oh nicole's a klutz but she didn't do bad yeah she did all right but uh well i mean the editing it didn't seem bad at all and Mm -hmm. then you see memphis oh my god (laughs) sitting his ass down (laughs) i was laughing hysterically i was like this dude well he like has for someone who said he wants to win a lot of comps has been throwing a lot of competitions lately. And like, I get why he didn't want to win this, but he made it so obvious that he threw the comp. Even Janelle was like, uh, he obviously threw it. And the laser one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it seemed, well, I don't know. I don't remember his time. Because his time was really bad. Was it like then, 15 minutes or something? Yeah, it was long. And then Janelle made a comment. She was like, oh, well, Memphis obviously threw that. He didn't want to save either of us to like show his cards. And she was like a little bit mad about it. And I was like, Memphis, 
you literally sat there. Like you can't assume that. And then I get it. Like you don't know how long other people are going to take, but you can't assume that you're that much better than everybody that you sat there for five minutes and waited. Like, okay, maybe wait an extra two minutes or something or trip out the laser an extra time, but you got to make it somewhat convincing. The, the beauty of throwing a competition is doing it so that no one knows. Exactly. Like, especially with what we'll get to later, I'm assuming the cupcake mm-hmm. wars or whatever it was called, the cupcake. Oh my God, the freaking idiot. Power. Yeah. He said he wasn't throwing it, but he, I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I don't even know what to say about that competition. Yeah, that comp was something else. For Memphis, at least. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Yeah. But Enzo ended up winning the safety suite comp and he did it in four minutes and 40 seconds. I was like, damn Enzo. Right. Enzo got speed. <laughs> I was like, this man has robbed the bank. He probably has experience. What did you think about him saving Christmas? I thought it was also a little random. LOL. He saved right? Christmas. Get right. It? Oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was a little random. Not because like I get, they like work together kind of because of the Alliance and whatnot, mm-hmm. but like, I didn't expect that at all. Um, well, they're not in alliance together. I thought they were. No, they're not. Uh, oh, oh, because the slick six ends up not it. Okay. Yeah, they they talk game, but I they're think they're not, very friendly with each other. Alliance. I think yeah. those two people would never vote each other. Like it, like anytime soon, they're very friendly and they talk game. They're just not in a spoken alliance. But I think that it's a little like everyone's like okay christmas is two weeks in a row safety suite like everyone likes her i think it might put a target on her back later down the line yeah one five thousand dollars she's been in safety suite twice already that's true it's kind of like okay but i don't know if anyone's thinking of that right now Mm -hmm. but i mean i think it would have been a safer bet well good for enzo because he's not in an alliance with her so it's not like people can be like oh you're working with her you know i get why he did it because he was like yeah, I could easily save one of my alliance members, but then that has people putting us in, yeah, a group together. Or I could save Christmas, kind of get some loyalty out of her, even though we're not really working together, and tell my alliance I'm doing it because I'm trying to protect the alliance. So realistically, it was a pretty good move on his part. I am a little salty he didn't choose day instead, but I get it. Yeah, like I just, I think it was smart of Enzo. Yeah, I agree. In the long run. So then Tyler nominates the huge threats in the house, the duo that literally has no allies besides each other, Janelle and Kaser. I get why he did it. Like, you can't not nominate people when literally everyone in the house is telling you to nominate those people. That would just put a major target on your back. But at the same time, I was a little bit bummed. Yeah, I was as well. I feel the same way. And at this rate, I think, or at this point, I think Tyler was in agreement with Janelle that it was better for his game to keep her. But at the same time, he's the HOH, so he doesn't really have much of a say as to who stays and who goes. Had they kept Janelle in the house, it probably would have been better for Tyler's game just because she's a bigger target than he is. Kaser, on the other hand, not so much. So I'm not sure, but... Yeah. I There's just, no way to know what exactly. would have happened had she stayed. But I do think that she made a convincing case for oh, herself. So much. That was the one argument that she pulled that card and it was the card to pull. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what she should have said and done. It's just these people didn't go with it. Right. It's not her fault. Nothing else she could have said. But 
I think her argument was the most convincing it could have been. Yeah, I agree. So then we get to the veto. And when they picked, before they picked players, Janelle said she was thinking of either picking Bailey or Nicole F., which made me laugh because obviously she was going to choose Bailey because Bailey was an ally of hers. Her reasoning for wanting to choose Nicole F. was because she sucks at comps and she thought she wouldn't win. Like she thought Nicole F. was someone she could beat if she had to choose someone, which kind of made me laugh because these two, for whatever reason, have it out for each other. And I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't. They, she wasn't Nicole that said that she with Janelle she was like I thought we were fine outside of the house and then all of a sudden it's like you know like I, yeah it was weird I don't know I feel like it very was strange mutual. It, it seemed like a mutual thing like they both kind of seemed like they didn't really like each other but like Janelle was really pushing it she was like talking about it constantly talking about it let's do Nicole let's go Nicole when she's saying it to all her alliance members so I get why Nicole would kind of get a little frustrated and be like okay like I thought we were cool yeah and now you're bashing me to everybody in the house which I, I understand her frustration. Yeah, I don't know. I also think that Nicole was talking about Janelle just as much. So who really yeah. knows? But speaking of Bailey, I would have loved to see a Bailey and Janelle team up had Janelle stayed in the house. I feel like the two of them could have made it far. But at the same time, I think that Janelle, I think that Bailey's friendship with Janelle might come back to bite her later. Yeah. Because a lot of people kind of associate her with those two. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like both Bailey and Davon, right, have been playing a low game this season so far mm-hmm. because of all the other. Well, Bailey more specifically, I think she's been playing such a low game this season because it's not like a bunch of rookies like, right, like her season, versus all these people who have way more experience than her, she might be like, okay, I know my place. I should lay low and kind mm-hmm. of scope things out first and not cause a lot of drama, which I'm curious to see if she does throughout the rest of the game, as long as she has in there. But Devon, I think she's she handled things much better. Yeah, I think I people agree. have noticed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm crossing my fingers for those two because I think if they play their cards right, they could do really well this season. So, of course, we get to the POV Picking players ceremony. What do they even call that? Uh, Is there a name for it? nominations? Yeah. So I don't know. Something like that. They just say we're picking players for the veto competition. Yeah. Veto nominate. Veto. Yeah. I don't know if it has a name. Veto pick. Veto. I don't know. They're picking people for veto. Veto choices. (laughs) That. Um, I don't like that. (laughs) So they're doing that. And Janelle, Kaser, and Tyler obviously are going to play because they are the nominees and the HOH. And then the chosen players are Cody, Bailey, and Memphis. And I felt really bad for Janelle and Kaser because they got some tough competition for the veto. Yeah. Like, I feel like Honestly, all three the people, people they chose, it was like, okay. Mm-hmm, all three people that they chose, I was like, oh, dang, these people are going to play. Well, Cody and Memphis, definitely. Yeah. Bailey, I mean, she's not bad. It's just, she's fast. And even Bailey um, said on feeds prior to the veto that she was playing to win. She wasn't going to throw it to anyone and she wasn't going to use it. So even if she won, she, she wasn't planning on using it on Janelle. I mean, she probably would have weighed her options had she won it. And maybe who knows, she could have changed her mind. But I think at the time she was playing to win and she was trying to keep the noms the same, even though Janelle, I think was hoping that Bailey was going to play for her. Yeah. I, 
I just I think Kaser and Janelle kind of knew like okay this is it like mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta do this ourselves yeah we gotta win or one of us is gone going home before we got to the actual competition itself my favorite scene from the entire week was when Janelle was I think it was Janelle she was in the bathroom and she was like doing like a face mask or something like that and they she started talking to Ian about like beauty care and then Ian was in the diary room like explaining their conversation yeah and he said something about how he does laser hair removal on his chest oh my and his God, back I died and then he winked at the camera people in this house go to extreme lengths for beauty fortunately i don't have to I think the most I do for my own beauty is some laser hair removal on my chest and back. That's about it. I think he just, I don't think he meant it as like a wink. He was kind of like, hey, hey, like I'm joking around. Oh my God, he was so funny on the feeds. He's just such a cutie. Like he was running around with this little, I think it was like an alligator or a crocodile. Yeah, his little puppet. puppet. It has a name. I can't forget it. I can't remember Oh my God, I was laughing so hard. He's going up to the camera. And there's one moment when I think it was Bailey or Devon. Oh, Bailey. yeah. I think it was Walk, Bailey. She opens the door halfway as he's, like, moving it in front of the camera, like, kind of talking to the camera. He got caught. And he turns, he whips around, and he's like, oh, I'm just talking to the camera. And she just, like, shuts the door <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> I'm like, this poor guy got so embarrassed. Oh, my God. Of all things oh. you can get caught doing, and he's literally with a puppet up to the camera. Well, the feeds are getting mad because Big Brother's been shutting the feeds off a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed, like, it's kind of easy to tell, like, okay, they're going to cut the feeds off in a second. Yeah, talk about certain things. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about, like, I want to say it was, like, past seasons. Or they were talking about, um, oh, they were talking about, they were hearing noises outside. Oh, yeah. It was, was like, when they were putting together the competition. It was, like, production noises. They were like, oh, there's, like, a big crane making noises. And then they cut it. Because Enzo was talking about it, and they were all like, do you think it's going to be this type of competition? And then they cut it, and everyone got mad because on the other camera, Ian was talking to his dad. He was trying to talk to his dad, and everyone was like, Big Brother hates Ian, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think, like, especially – I get why they cut feeds more because, like, on a normal season, they have, like, the normal shit they can't talk about. Like, you can't talk about production. You can't sing. You can't do certain things and they'll cut feeds. But this season, it's you can't talk about production. You can't sing all those standard things. But then also they have the added layer of like these people have played before. So they're going to talk about past stuff. They're going to talk about past house guests. And it just gets even more tricky with like the things they can and can't say. But they definitely are cutting the feeds way too much. And it almost makes it like not even enjoyable to watch because sometimes those like secretive conversations are the ones you want to hear the most. Yeah, like they've been, t- especially with like all of this stuff going on with the pandemic and a lot of bad stuff happening recently. I think they're trying to keep things more focused on the game versus the outside world. Yeah. And it's very difficult because you're all in a house and you're all, it's affecting everybody. So it's hard not to talk about it. It's like not talking about like the game when you're playing the game almost. Like it's as, di- as difficult as that would be. And it's just like, they're having to, they can't really filter what they talk about without just cutting the feeds. They can't say, don't talk about this. Yeah. Even though at times they're like, hey, try to limit, you know, but like when you're in a house with people for that long and they've been saying they've been not able to go outside for days, what do you, what else do you talk about? It's hard to censor yourself. Yeah. Like how long can you talk about game, you know? Right. I understand them like needing to cut feeds, but I wish they got better at just like 
cutting certain cameras because I was was thinking of that, but I also thought of the way that God forbid they kept Ian's camera. For example, what if like you could hear in the background, I think it's just too much work to figure out how you can hear certain people because you could pick it up on a different mic or whatever. And it'd be hard to go back and forth. And it's just, I get, I, I would wish they would do that, but I think it's just too difficult. Yeah. There was one conversation that was happening and I can't remember who it was, but there were two people having a game convo on like one half of the feeds. And then it was like David in the bathroom on the other half of the feeds and David kept singing. So I was like trying to listen to this like game convo happening on the other side and he kept singing. So they kept cutting feeds. So he was like fucking it up for me. I'm like, David, I'm trying to listen to this intense convo and you're over here rapping in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) So they have to keep cutting feeds. Like he didn't know obviously that like this was going on, but they had to keep cutting, telling him to stop singing. And I was like, David, if you're going to keep doing this, then you're my target. Yeah, I just, (laughs) David's our target. (laughs) Yeah, David's our target. I'm putting David on the block next week. So the POV comp itself, we kind of briefly mentioned it earlier, but it was the cupcake competition and it was tournament style, which I don't love. Sometimes I really enjoy the tournament style games, especially when there's like a common enemy of the house that I also don't like, because then I know that like, it's going to make it harder for that person probably to win. But this one was just really strange. Like, I thought it was going to be the type of comp where you choose your competitor, but it wasn't. It was, like, based on who won and also who was the fastest on, like, how you advanced. So I thought that was kind of weird. But the competition itself, like, from afar looked easy, but I feel like when you're doing it, it probably would have been really hard. Yeah, like, I was noticing during the cupcake competition – I was watching how fast people were going. Cody was going super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Kato was going kind of fast. It's just he didn't do it right. But then I was noticing Janelle, and she was kind of going really slow. Yeah. And I was like, she's on the block. Like, is she, like, just struggling to, like, keep up mentally? So she's trying to take her time? I think that had to be what it is. Because it seems like one – so, obviously, it's one of those competitions that requires – it's, like, a puzzle but also requires speed. Yeah. And I think that, like, some people's brains just don't work that fast when it comes to puzzles and sequences like that so I honestly think that like she was just stumped and like didn't want to go too fast and fuck it up for herself kind of like Kaser did so she was trying to go slow but obviously that bit her in the butt because neither Kaser nor Janelle won I don't even know I wish I wish um Ian played because I feel like he would have been really good at it because he seems like very good strategy yeah strategy and like puzzle and kind of like sequence type thing like you have to know which one to move now so that it goes in the right spot later so I thought that like I would have loved to see Ian play it and then we again we briefly mentioned it earlier but I genuinely think Memphis was just so bad at this competition. I was saying the exact same thing because in the diary room and everything he was he saying, said he wasn't throwing I it. I wasn't throwing it and I don't think he was. Mm-mm. I think he was just kind of all over in his head because everybody in the game was either a part of his said alliance or on the other side of the house that he was pretending to work with and I think he was just so frustrated and he was like I don't really care if I win it but like I'll try to win it right I think he was genuinely trying which makes it that but I think he was right I thought he was that much funnier I was like this dude literally had the puzzle finished and then moved one to the wrong spot I'm like you look sketchy as hell and you're not even trying to throw it 
And I felt so bad because three people it showed back to back were like Enzo definitely or Memphis definitely threw that competition. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I honestly don't think he did. Like I get from what they were looking at, it was kind of like okay. Oh yeah. But I think Memphis kind of was just all too much in his head and wasn't paying attention. And like he's obviously already not ever uh not most people's favorite person. Yeah. I could see him going pretty soon because the combination of like him kind of being a jerk during his HOH, him kind of burning a bridge with um Janelle and Kaser because he like very clearly threw comps and didn't try to save them and also his own alliance seeing that he's throwing a comp that they really wanted to win and like not give to Janelle and Kaser he's on a lot of people's radars so it's not the greatest thing for him but I am happy about it because I want good old Memphis to get the hell out of this house I don't really mind him I mean I think bugs me I think he's just what's the how do I say it he showed not showed his cards, but he did in a way. Like he's letting people know, like he's like a floater, but not a floater. If you know what I mean, like he's he sits on the fence. I should say. Yeah, everybody knows he sits his on game. the fence. He tries to get everybody to like him, and you can't get everybody to like you. You have to pick a side eventually. And I think for him, it came too soon, and he's kind of like he put himself in the position of, yeah, I'll work with you when he can't work with them. He's with another alliance, and it's just. I think he just did the wrong thing and it kind of showed to everybody like he's trying to do best for him. That's it. Yeah. He's definitely playing a game of convenience. Like when it's convenient for me to work with you, I will. When it's convenient for me to work with them, I will. And you can't say that to people, but he's like. The problem is like you can totally play that game, but you have to be very, very careful. You have to try to seem like you care. and Yeah. He showed everybody exactly what he was doing. So Yeah, exactly. And he has a bad attitude. So there's also that. Before we get to the eviction episode, I did briefly want to mention Christmas's punishment. Oh my! I this was my favorite part of the entire episode. Oh my god! It cracked me up. I was crying every time. It was like triplets. Tri- yeah. I was like, oh my god. Also, I thought it was hilarious that Enzo was like, "Oh, I'm the father," and then he was like, "Oh, um, I was the father of like the first two, but now we got to go on Maury and see." I was crying, laughing. I was cracking up. I was like, I love when they go along with it and yeah. they like make it a whole thing. And yeah, I was, was laughing funny. when Kevin, there was like a part where Kevin and I think it was Bailey were out on a hammock or something or Kevin and Dave on or someone. And then it was the middle of the night almost. And Christmas wakes up walking the baby with the stroll and they're like, she looks like a mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then um, she had to go around like in the middle of the night and show everyone how cute her babies were. So she literally walks in at like 3 a.m. And she's just, you could hear her like, half asleep voice and she's like look how cute my babies are and she's like standing in the room holding them up i was to no one because they're all sleeping and i was like oh this poor girl how cute my babies are i thought the voices of the little baby stars were so cute oh my god they were funny like ma (laughs) the um the best part and they didn't even show this in the episode i have a feeling it came after that episode aired but there was a moment on feeds where Christmas, I think, like went to go to the bathroom or something. And as a joke, she said to Davon, like, can you watch my babies while I go to the bathroom? So Davon's in the room with the like little stars by herself. And she picks up the one that had like the frowny face. Oh, the one that Enzo said looked like him? Yeah. The eyebrows. And, <laughs> yeah. And she's sitting there lecturing. Like she's having a conversation <laughs> with this baby star, like telling it that like it needs to flip its frown upside down and all this stuff. You want me to watch these babies? Yeah. <laughs> Does somebody have to watch the kids? You're not supposed to be with them all the time. Oh, hey, little 
Always frowning. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was a little baby, and the little baby loved to frown. And then the little baby's lips got stuck like this forever. That's what happens when the. So you can't frown, okay? So you have to turn that frown upside down, cause you don't want your face to get stuck like that. We want you to be a happy baby. And I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Because when you look at me like that, you make me feel like you feel some type of way. And you too little to be feeling some type of way. Okay? So, fix your face. Look here. I'm going to have to watch you. Because I don't like how you looking at me. You looking at me like we got a problem. I ain't did nothing to you. You was just born. Yesterday. I don't like this attitude that you have. Your energy is a little off. You too young for your energy to be off like this. You, 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 you want to pray? We're going to pray about it. You want to talk to God about it? Because I don't like your attitude. You need to get it together. What's the problem? Why are you frowning? Why are you pouting? You want to be the only child? Well, you got eight siblings. Okay? So, enjoy it. Okay? I was the only child for 12 years. And I used to talk to myself. Because I ain't had nobody else to talk to. You have eight other siblings. At least you have somebody to talk to. I didn't have my sibling until I turned 13. Okay? So, enjoy it. Bask in it. Smile about it. I'm trying to encourage. I was going to um, take him outside for the last 30 minutes of sunshine. <laughs> All right. See, you about to go outside. Mm -hmm. See? Look, shift. She talked to that thing for so long that when Christmas came back. I think she's back, so entertaining this season. Yeah, she was so funny. When Christmas came back, she was still talking to it. And Christmas goes, you're still talking to that star? Yeah, you got to talk oh to someone. Oh, my God. It made someone me laugh who, so You just hard. don't like to talk game all the time. And she sounded so serious, too. Like, it wasn't uh, even, it almost didn't even seem like she was joking. She was just genuinely trying to entertain herself. And that is so funny. I was definitely entertained. So, oh, if cool. anything, we have to keep Devon around for the uh, entertainment value. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So Thursday's episode rolls around and the Slick Six has a meeting. And this is kind of when they're weighing their options on who they want to keep. And it seems like most people want Janelle out, but Bailey kind of gives the perspective that this is going to be three girls out of the house. And it seems like at this point, day, daily, I almost said daily and Davon. Um <laughs> Bailey and Davon want Janelle to stay, which again, I wish that happened. I would have loved for Janelle to stay in the house, but more it just drama, more entertainment. It's it's not even that, but she shows a lot of like she will cause stuff to go happen in the game, you know. Oh yeah, and she has That's predictable. She's not like she will never run scared. Like she is no never. She's willing to do whatever it takes. So exactly, I was hoping to get a few more weeks with Janelle, but obviously. That did not happen, but I think that Davon and Bailey kind of voicing the fact that they wanted Janelle to stay might, like I said earlier, come back. Yeah, to bite I agree them. With that. Hopefully, it doesn't. But I think Danny is already sort of starting to use that against them. Yeah. Um, in some of the conversations she's been having, so hopefully that will die down. Yeah, I hope so too. But not only is this now three girls out, it's also three fan favorites out. Yeah. And I think the only fan fave left is Tyler. 
I say that with a giant question mark, but I'm pretty sure Tyler might be the only fan fave left. So Tyler better watch his back because Enzo wasn't fan favorite, right? Was Kevin fan favorite? I don't remember. I thought Kevin. Hmm. He may have. We'll, we'll look it up. We'll talk about it next time. But anyways, yeah, it's just interesting that the first three people are all women and all fan favorites. Yeah. I guess I've been hearing some conversations that have been happening on feeds and they're basically, the girls are basically saying like a guy has to go next week. Like it's just, yeah, they were talking about Pacer. They were talking about, um, well, that's the only person I really heard brought up. I think David was brought up a little bit because David had (laughs) a little bit of a fuck up situation. Little. (laughs) Between Davon and Tyler and it's what I love to see on this show. Like honestly, just and that's what causes stuff to change the entire mood of the game. Mm-hmm. So, just a brief description of what happened. David had a conversation, I think, with Bailey, letting her know that somebody told her that Davon was trying to flip the vote on him when he was up against Nicole. He let it slip accidentally that it was Tyler and Cody. And then he wasn't planning on saying anything to Davon, but Bailey was like, no, you have to tell her this. Yeah. So he told Davon that, which that's fuck up number one, that he named who said it. He should have just said he didn't know. He just like heard it through the grapevine or whatever. Exactly. Then colossal fuck up number two was after he made that mistake, he then went to Tyler and ratted himself out. Even Tyler said to him like, dude, if you were going to do that, why did you even tell me you did it? Yeah. You're an idiot. Oh my God, this rookie, I guess it will be good for him in the sense that like people know he has no clue what he's doing, but now he's lost a major ally in the house and nobody's going to tell him anything anymore. Exactly. Davon's not going to trust him. Tyler's not going to trust him. Bailey has seen him running his mouth. She's not going to trust him. So I honestly don't think David's going to be getting much information from here on out. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it was smarter of him to go to Tyler versus not going to Tyler at Mm -hmm. the end after he did it. Like we said earlier, I think it would have been smarter for him to go tell uh, Tyler because God forbid he heard it from someone else in the house. Then Tyler would have been like, this guy's trying to be sneaky and blah, blah, blah. And I think David just wanted Tyler to know, I'm working with you. I didn't do it intentionally to harm your game. But I shouldn't have done it, and I just want to let you know. At the same time. I think it was smarter for him to go say something in the long run. Not that it was not dumb, but. Yeah. At the same time, I almost think he should have, like, worded it differently or something. Yes. The way he said it. What? Yeah. The way he said it to Tyler was like, oh, they got the info out of me and all this stuff. And he also could have tried to play it off as, like, oh, just so you know, um, Davon knows that. I know she was trying to flip the vote last week, but don't tell him that you said his name because I don't think Davon's going to say anything. And as long as Tyler already knows that Davon knows about it, he doesn't need to know that David ratted him out specifically. Like if information comes up, he'll be like, oh yeah, David tipped me off to this. So he wasn't lying, but like, you don't need to throw yourself under the bus to Tyler. I get that. I, I do. I think that would have been not a bad option as well. It's just, I know that if I were Tyler and my supposed friend or ally or alliance member, whatever I was working with said something to someone else I was working with and they didn't tell me they were the one who said it. And then God forbid Tyler and Davon have a talk later down the road. Cause you know, Davon is very like, 
hey, if I have a problem with you, I'll say something. Mm -hmm. I think if Davon were to say something to Tyler about it down the road, not trying to start anything, but Tyler would kind of get aggravated because it's still getting brought up. Yeah, that's true. I think he would kind of, I think in David's situation, it's better to just be like, hey, I did this. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I get that. To show like I didn't mean it intentionally. It was not malicious at all. I just, I didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. So then Janelle and Kaser sort of start rallying votes. Kaser is doing the like more lay low strategy. He's pretty sure he's going to stay. So he's having some conversations with people, but not any like super game heavy combos. Yeah. Meanwhile, Janelle is offering her wedding band as collateral. Oh for my votes. gosh, that was so weird. I was like, what? She's done it on past seasons. This is like her MO. She did it. Um, I can't remember which season it was and who she gave them to, but she um, gave a pair of Chanel earrings to someone as collateral for like so a vote weird. or something it's like, like that. That's so weird to me. Why would you give it for collateral? So you get them back? So that if... As if someone's really going to steal your like stuff, like, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, it worked for her in the past. And I think it's like a very old school big brother tactic. So I think she thought it was going to work. But Cody was like, uh, I'm not taking your wedding band. Yeah, it was like weird. Strange. It's very odd to me. Like if someone were to come up to me and be like, here, take it. Like, I trust you, but like... I'm not going to steal your stuff. God forbid you do backstab me. I'm not going to be like, haha, I got your wedding band now. Yeah. I honestly no think it was that. more like peace of mind for her than him. Because if he took it, then yeah. she would know she was getting a vote. Um, instead of like it being like, a, here's this thing so that, that when I tell you, I'm not going to target you for three weeks. Yeah. Like, like you can keep it if like this doesn't happen. What I are they going to do with that? It doesn't help them. Right. I honestly think that it was more peace of mind for her than him. But yeah. Definitely. It was just a very classic Janelle move, and it made me laugh. Another thing that made me laugh was Ian saying that one of his strategies this season is trying to act dumb. I'm like, you want a big brother. How are you going to act dumb? And I'm like, Ian, all these people watched you play. They know you're a literal mastermind, and, like, you're very smart. You're not fooling anyone. He was, like, in the hammock with Christmas, and she said something about – being really hot or something and she was like oh i'm cooking oh, out here that. and he's like what are you cooking, cooking? yeah like and i was like ian if these are the comments you're using to try to make yourself seem dumb you just seem like you have no common sense people don't think that you're not a smart person they don't, yeah they don't think you don't know comments. how to play a game like but it did make me laugh that he thinks this is like some major strategy that he's using i think he is very likable yeah. And that's why people aren't really being so straight up about we're going to get him out, we're going to get him out yet, because he's not a threat right now. Yeah. And he's, like you, know you said, he's likable. He's very charming. Yes. He's very sweet, and he holds a conversation, and I think people genuinely enjoy being around him. I agree. Before we get to the eviction, one major question I had this episode was, what the fuck were those two rats' nests on the top oh of Nicole God. F's head? Everyone kept talking about that on the feeds, like in the chat room. And I'm like, they're comparing her hair with what was it, Danny's bun? Oh, yeah. Because she had that like one bun on her head with the rest of her hair down. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, Danny versus Nicole. And I'm like, this girl don't care. She's in the house. Like, leave her be. I like mean, yeah it looked a little nuts but like who cares she looked like a bootleg mickey mouse i was just oh wondering what the hell she was doing like she looked like mickey mouse went on a bender oh my god and then just showed up at the <laughs> eviction and was like all right guys i'm here to cast my vote i was just confused that's all 
Because I feel like normally oh. she looks so put together. And she just made the conscious choice to, to put two rats' nests on the top of her head. So Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I was confused by it. Janelle looked so good. But the fact that everyone else was in workout gear besides her, I was like, oh, she knows she she's going home. However, when she talked to Julie, she had a little bit of hope. She said she had her workout gear set aside, ready to go. Yeah, her dress was easy to take off. She could Mm -hmm. change. So I was like, okay, this is classic Janelle. She was like, I got to look good just in case I end up on that stage. But I don't think she was certain she was going. I think she had a little bit of hope that she might I think she definitely thought it would be closer than it was. Mm -hmm. So she was like, oh, God forbid there's that one person. Right, that like happens to flip. Speaking of the votes, at first – when the vote started, and even Julie was like, I don't know what's going on, both Danny and Enzo voted to evict Kaser. And at first I was like, what the fuck? But then I was like, okay, Enzo threw out a hinky vote before. So we know this is like his thing. Yeah. And then with Danny, I was like, okay, I bet you Danny and Enzo had a convo prior and they were like, let's throw out two rogue votes so we can pin it on Bailey and Davon or whoever moving forward. And I think that kind of was the plan, but I don't think they communicated with each other. I don't think that Danny would have done that to just pin it on someone. I think, because it even said in her diary, in her in the diary room, she said she did think about her game in the long run. And I think Janelle could have benefited her. Like, you know, we were talking about how Janelle could have benefited Cody's game. She was offering him stuff. I think, honestly, Danny thought about it. And she was probably like, I don't have to say I voted for her, but God forbid she does get the votes. I'll vote for her. Like, it can't hurt my game, you know? Like, Danny's not really a target right now, or I don't think anytime soon. So I think people are kind of thinking, like, maybe it could help my game. So I think that's what Danny's part was about. But I think Enzo was definitely like, I don't care. Well, I was actually watching on feeds after the vote. And Danny, prior to the vote, and this is like a major mistake on her part and it's definitely going to come back to bite her later along with the laundry list of other things. But she went to Cody before the vote and said, Cody, let's throw out two rogue votes so we can pin it on someone else. And Cody said, no. It's way too soon. Why are you going to ruffle feathers? Yeah, Cody said, no. She did it anyways. Enzo just also happened to do it. What? Who said that, Danny? Danny, which surprised me because I was like, I could see her doing it so that like, postseason or in case Janelle came back in the house she could be like I voted to keep you um because I think they really thought that there was going to be some kind of like pre-jury battle back or something which obviously we know isn't going to happen at least not anytime soon Mm -hmm. so she literally said to Cody let's do this he said no she did it anyways Cody then which spoiler alert if you don't have feeds you won't know this unless you're listening to this after Sunday night's episode but Cody then went to the HOH, cough, cough, Enzo, Mm -hmm. and told him what Danny did. So now that's going to get around that Danny was like trying to cause some trouble. And even though Enzo did it too, Enzo's the HOH, so he can kind of get away with it. He doesn't have to tell anyone it was him. He can use it to his advantage, which obviously he didn't know at the time, but it worked out in his favor. Whereas Danny, a lot of people I think are going to start talking about because she's doing a lot of things that people are not going to like if they find out. I think she's bored staying, like laying low and kind of just letting her alliance do stuff. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's not like it's boring, but at the same time, it's like, there's been no drama really. 
So I think she's getting bored and she wants to make big moves, but it's way too soon and she's going to get impatient and keep talking and, and it's going to mess with her, you know? Yeah, definitely. The goodbye messages come up for Janelle. And again, Nicole F. spent all week preparing what she was going to say. And she essentially like disinvited Janelle from her wedding. That was so strange to me. Yeah, it was that in that. It was such a weird thing. She definitely just did it so she could get like a little stab on the way out at Janelle. But I was like, I really hope Janelle shows up at the wedding anyways. Right. Just to be petty. Um, it was just a weird thing. She it was, was just like, strange. Oh, I know like, you probably don't want to come to my wedding. So don't, yeah, so don't feel like don't you make have it about to. you. Like you're making it like they always say, like, oh, it's not personal, it's just game. Well, like you guys just kind of made it personal now. So Yeah. That was a little strange, but again she made it about her. It was just weird. Oh yeah. Again, it made me laugh that she spent all week preparing and practicing in the diary room what she was gonna say for her. Um yeah. For her goodbye message to Janelle, and Janelle seemed so unfazed by it. She was like, I don't care. She could have literally okay. read the dictionary, and Janelle would have been like, all right. Yep. So then we kind of spoiled it just a little bit ago, but we get the HOH comp, and it's this roll the ball. And where the episode cuts off, we see that Kaser, he's in the first round of people. He already has three balls in. Like, so I was here thinking Kaser was about to win HOH. And then later on feeds, obviously, I saw that wasn't the case. But I was crossing my fingers for my boy Kaser for a while there. I know. I'd like to see him as HOH, see what he does, like who he puts up. Right? I have no idea what he would do. I imagine he would probably target Cody and Tyler just because I think he thinks they're the ones who have the most blood in in, uh, Big Brother terms on their hands for, like – Janelle being evicted for him getting up on the block. So I could see him trying to target them, but I wouldn't even be shocked if you put Memphis up, to be honest. Oh my God, I would love to see it. So basically, what we're saying is we need a case or HOH in the future yes. so we can see what the I hell he would do. Oh my God, an ENHOH would be a dream. But I want it after Caser goes. So that way, Ian has to put up people that mm-hmm. not for the excuse of not ruffling feathers. Yeah. I want to see him. I want to see Ian. To get HOH and make like a baller move. Right. I want him to be like, listen here, I'm putting you two up. I don't care if I rough feathers. Mm-hmm. Listen here, like, y'all. Badass Ian's in the house. Right. He's here to that. fuck shit up. Imagine if Ian nominated two people and he just said his speech was, I have nominated you, Nicole F, and you, Cody, because I'm here to fuck shit up. And that was it. <laughs> here imagine right that would be a dream thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed to join in on the discussion use the hashtag oh brother podcast on social media and you can find me at it's me Breely everywhere and you can find me at christina jascott we'll talk to you next time bye see you later